and welcome back to Minus You. We are now on week 19, which we're just actually having a few episodes left of Minus You, which is just, it's crazy to say. This week's episode is PTSD, which stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. PTSD is something that we commonly associate with people who have experienced intense stress, which affects their day-to-day -day life. So we think of people like veterans and those that have experienced life trauma. PTSD, though, also affects people who have emotional trauma, as PTSD stems from triggers that occur in people's lives. I'm going to share my experience with PTSD and how my experience and trauma and so forth associated with these circumstances has affected my life today. This episode is going to build a lot off of the future chapters of this show, which is the chapter that we're in right now. But of course, it's going to reach back to the after chapter and the during chapter, of course. But like I said, this is mostly going to be associated with the future chapter as I am seeing my years and I'm living these years without Nicholas and this new life that I have without him, minus him. So after everything, after trekking across the country, after not speaking to him for months, not seeing him, being near him, being in what was our home, the effects of that and the effects of Nicholas and our relationship, that still lives in me. So I entered into a new version of life and it was one completely without him. And I have, I'm now a part of a lifetime that it was that is without the person that I thought I was going to be with for my lifetime. What I thought was, was indeed not at all. And as I face this reality, I have had to learn to pick up the pieces of my broken heart and of this absolutely shattered future that I had envisioned and worked for for myself and for Nicholas. It had been incredibly hard. And I only really began to like function emotionally well after losing everything, probably in April. There was extenuating circumstances to this. Um, when I moved home, I lost my job. My mom got pretty sick. I was hospitalized and I got in a really bad car accident. My new car got stolen. Like you guys, my life was fucking awful. <laughs> it was so bad. But the point of this is, this uh, settling into a new lifestyle really takes some time. Nicholas was just able to just pick himself up so easily because he put all of his effort and time into a job. So my absence wasn't even like a shadow, like any kind of loss to him because he was just like sitting with all of his money and all of his stuff as he just sits in that house that he took from me. Of course, like he covered up the pain of losing his future wife into just immediately jumping back into online shopping for women immediately jumping into bed, just bam, like I didn't even exist. I did not do that. I lived in the pain. And when I say that it literally took blood, sweat, and tears, I mean it. So as I reassembled my heart and my life, I also have to realize that I am going to have to give my heart and a piece of my life to someone else someday. Someone that is not the man that I trusted with everything. Someone who wasn't my best friend, like, you know, won't necessarily be my best friend in the way that Nicholas was. And bottom line at the end of all this, it won't be Nicholas. This horrified me for a while. Um, I'm recording this episode in like the middle of August. This does not horrify me anymore, but uh, because it won't be Nicholas, because he discarded me and treated me so terribly. Um, especially after we broke up, his true color shined through vibrantly. 
But the idea of trusting someone like that again, that feeling definitely horrifies me. Definitely. So with where I come from, with what I come from, like, oh my fuck, how am I supposed to function like nothing happened to me? Like, this ate me alive some days. I would see my friends going on with their fiancés, their wedding planning. I mean, I just lived through a summer. It's wedding season. They're assembling their lives together, and here I am sitting completely alone post a massive abandonment. I lived with hate, anger, desperation, fear, grief, sadness, confusion for a really long time. And as I push myself to get back out there, because I am, I do believe that I am a valuable, good woman. I am a beautiful, smart, resilient, strong, and a badass woman. But as I'm, as I'm like pushing myself back out there slowly, I ran into these really interesting roadblocks in my soul that I didn't see in myself until I was faced with a road without Nicholas. So going back all the way into the During Chapter, episode two, Allowing Abuse, I saw myself as a very fragile and scared woman when I was meeting um, a person that I was seeing their family. I remember I was sitting in the car and I was ready to go in and meet this person's mother and I was horrified. I was so scared. I was shaking. I couldn't breathe. I had a panic attack. All of these thoughts, being hated, being unworthy, undefended, being attacked for so long. I thought the fear of that would leave me when I didn't have to face Jen anymore. But that was the furthest from the truth. The fear didn't begin until Jen was gone. This is really interesting. I did not realize this at all until I'm like all the way out of this. I was never scared of Jen, but I have been scared of every mother after Jen. So how about when this new person that I was with for a time told me that he loved me, or when he told me that he wanted to do everything with me, or that he would never leave me? Now we're looking back at episode 17, which is a part of the future chapter, words, their new power. I have heard these words before. I never feared Nicholas's words. I never mistrusted Nicholas's words. But I do not trust all the words from anybody else's lips besides from when I was with Nicholas. How about when someone talks to me about physical intimacy? When someone says, well, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. People tell me, oh, yo, I would never cheat on you. But Nicholas said that too. My body wasn't good enough for Nicholas. So why the fuck would it be good enough for you? I never gave a second thought to Nicholas's promise. Nicholas's promises. But I give a second, third, fourth, <laughs> and a fifth, and maybe even a sixth to everyone I meet after him. I hear my friends tell me that I have an attractive body and that I should be more than good enough. But my body was so easily discardable just days after I was gone from the house that I had made a home. The house that I had made a home, I was completely cast out of. 
Nicholas sits on a pile of my stuff, my money, my effort, my suffering, and my love. I would have never mistrusted Nicholas with our home. But how could I ever make a home for someone ever again? I lost my home. I lost my future by giving it all. So yes, I am truly like victimizing myself with these words and with these last few paragraphs. I'm sure that Nicholas has his own victimized moments that he would share too, stating that my stress levels disrupted his peace, that my lack of verbal support made him feel like less than a man. And this is just a reminder that my hurt doesn't invalidate his hurt and that he probably has experiences like this as well. The truth is, is he would just rather internalize his hurt and run from it just as he runs from problems because his mother trained him to do that rather than face the truth and feel it and work through it as I choose to do. Now we're on the other side of this, so sad sob story and all the expressions expressed. Now what do I do with this? So I've, I've, I've victimized myself because I, I was a victim of something pretty terrible. But, you know, you have to express it, you have to feel it. But now what do I do with all of this? It's really tough. It's a huge learning process. It has been. I've, I've had some breakthrough moments, um, but it's still, it's still pretty hard sometimes. And I don't know if I'll ever fully recover. Um, I definitely have defenses and boundaries and things that I would have never expected if I didn't go through what I went through. The, something that helps me, though, with this is that finding my triggers, um, and these triggers are triggered unbeknownst to loved ones that we are interacting with because they can't be in my mind or in your mind. And frankly, they're entirely new to me in the absence of Nicholas. It's really hard. But like I said, it's a learning experience and it teaches you so much about yourself, your heart, your mind, and your soul. And really how little I knew about myself and how much of myself I completely left behind for what I thought was my forever. In this process of living with trauma, living with really hard emotional experiences that cause PTSD for me, I have had to put time and effort into resources that put me in touch with the reasoning for these triggers. I have been in counseling weekly since moving home, moving back to Oregon. I was in counseling in Florida, but most of the time I was in counseling, I was like defending my choices to be with Nicholas. Now that I'm here and that I'm alone, I was, I made the choice to just put me in touch with myself. I explore the triggers. I acknowledge them. I express them. When I find myself in situations that set me off, for example, the situation of meeting someone else's mother, I had to learn how to be honest. I had to tell this person that the reaction had nothing to do with him or with his mother directly. I mean, his mom could be the nicest lady in the world. She could be like frickin' Mother Teresa. But it stems from where I come from and from other people's treatment of my presence. Seeking others, um, excuse me, speaking of others' treatment of my presence. Something I've had to learn is that everything in life is completely situational. Not every potential mother-in-law is going to fucking hate me and condone mistreatment of me and actively involve themselves in mistreatment of me. Not every person I date or a person that I get engaged to in the future when I find the man I'm going to spend my forever with is going to cheat on me or go sex shopping while I'm planning our wedding. 
Not every person I date is going to take advantage of my effort and my finances. As much as it feels that way sometimes, it's just, it's not true. Wherever you come from, your pain and your fear is valid and it is valuable, but recognizing where that pain comes from will allow you to classify it to a category and to a perpetrator. Once that happens, it will be easier to separate fears and feelings from the facts. Meeting with a counselor will help. Being honest will help, not only with yourself, but with the people around you so you can kind of help them understand as, as much as they can. Also, learning to forgive will really change your heart and um, it'll really transform your healing process. It took me a really long time to forgive Jen for what she chose to do to me and to do what she chose to do to Nicholas and I. But I finally did. And it doesn't change that I still feel hurt some days or sometimes that I have fears about the future, but it means that I no longer have to live with like resentment or anger, like that she doesn't hold any power over me anymore. Like I said, it keeping resentment and anger only continues to allow Jen to hold power over me. And Jen's reign over me ended the second I got into that Jeep in Orlando to come back to Oregon. And when I put my hands to these keys to write. I am learning to forgive Nicholas. This is something that I pray about every day. And it's been hard. Um, that is, that's something that I continually work on. I have also learned to set new boundaries with everyone in my life. Boundaries, unfortunately, occur after a bad event most of the time. People will tell you not to live with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Oh, but I told them, oh, he's never going to leave me and we're going to get married and he's my bet. He's the, my best friend and has our best interest at heart. Well, <laughs> look where I am, completely unmarried and without everything I gave him. So, a new boundary I have had to set after a hard lesson thanks to somebody's choices. I am choosing to never live with someone again until I am married to them. And nope, not engaged either. You can do the math. <laughs> you can do the math on that one. I gave my body, my physical intimacy to someone who I thought was going to be my husband. He took advantage of that to the utmost by pursuing other women's bodies for sexual satisfaction during our engagement, during our fucking wedding planning. Because of this and how it has seriously damaged my self-identity and self-value as a woman and a future wife, I have made the choice to not be physically intimate with my partner until I am married I will not give my body to be used as some trading card or a satisfaction tool to anyone. My body, my love, and my intimacy is for my husband, not my fucking roommate. As you can see, I have spent time learning how to heal, strengthen myself, and create boundaries from these traumatic experiences. It took time. It still takes time. But thanks to the events in my life, I have been able to recognize hurt and recognize pain 
see triggers and adjust my mindset and actions accordingly. These adjustments affect my well-being, my future, and my success. They protect me, my heart, my assets, and my mind. They protect my love, and they protect my life. It is sad to say, but we have to protect ourselves in life because people will let us down. I didn't say Nicholas will let us down. People will let us down. I let Nicholas down in the past. Nicholas let me down. Like I said, I let Nicholas down on many occasions. Big things and little things. Nicholas let me down on many occasions. Big things and little things. But being vulnerable with one another does not mean being completely defenseless and just allowing people to walk all over you and just allowing terrible circumstances. If you are experiencing a hard situation, or if you are coming out of something that mentally weighs on you, I hear you and I see you. I am excited for your growth, even if it's going to be incredibly hard some days. I promise you, though, in your growth, you will find yourself and find ways to protect yourself from instances like this in the future. Such is the path of life the uphill will lead you to your strength. And in your strength, you will find forgiveness, boundaries, peace for yourself, and peace for your future. I will see you next week for episode 20, which is abandonment versus love. It will talk about how I have had to learn how to redefine love for myself in the midst of feelings and situations that bring abandonment. Until next week, Adios.